Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series called The Frame, and we find it in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So I've been telling you about this frame on the wall. It's a beautiful frame, but there's no picture in it. It looks completely empty. Why? Because everything in the world that we can see was not made from things which are visible, but are made from that which is not visible. In other words, it's the supernatural world that we can't see where everything we can see comes from. The supernatural world birthed everything into the natural world through the word of God. It was spoken by faith through his mouth and it came to pass. It's called the word of faith. You see, when we believe and confess the promises of God, we are calling those things which do not exist as though they did. That's out of Romans 4.17. Remember, the things which are seen are not made of things which are visible. So the spirit world, or we could call the supernatural world, is more real than the natural world. Let's read Romans 4.17 in the English Standard Version. It says, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, in the presence of the God in whom we believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. It's like the age-old question, which came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, the correct answer is the spoken word of God. God created the worlds this way, and he instructs us to use this same principle with his word. In Mark chapter 11 Verses 22 through 26, it says, So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. So I see it in the words believe and speak, or believe and ask, or believe and receive. You're calling into existence the things that do not exist. But there are boundaries. Do not get outside of the frame of his word, or this will not work. Verse 22 can be translated, have the God kind of faith. 
Does God operate in unforgiveness, pride, lust, selfishness, or greed? No. He always operates in righteousness and justice, mercy and truth. And Psalm 89:14 says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Mercy and truth go before your face. Again, reading Hebrews 11:3, can you see the frame that looks like there's nothing there? However, listen to this. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And the English Standard Version of Romans 4.17, as it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Believe and speak, believe and ask, believe and receive. And it's all in Mark chapter 11, verses 23 through 26. It mentions in Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, that God created us and told us to take dominion over the earth. He gave us instructions and boundaries for how to do this. We find them in Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The boundaries for earth, or the natural world, are the words or word of God in the spirit world. Remember, the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Does this give us the ability to take dominion over other people? Well, we can answer this by observing what Jesus did. He said, if we've seen him, we've seen the Father in John chapter 14. And Jesus never said or did anything his Father did not say or do. Did Jesus ever make anyone get healed? No. Did he ever make anyone follow him? No. Did he ever make anyone believe? No. And the reason is, God made man with free will. In order to make us in his image, he had to give us the ability of choice. It was a huge risk, but he loves us so much, he even gave us the right and ability to choose between heaven or hell. It's not his will that any man perish, but it is his will that every man have free will. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 4 says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Most of us are familiar with John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You see, this is a whoever message. Many times we want family members or friends to get saved. Can we make them get saved? No. Can we make them go to church? No. Can we make them spiritual? No. Can we make them healed? No. Not even Jesus can do these things. This is why God's word says to be careful to choose the right friends and not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Proverbs twelve twenty six: The righteous should choose his friends carefully, for the way of the wicked leads them astray. Notice, it does not say the way of the righteous leads the wicked the right way. It says the righteous should choose his friends carefully because the way of the wicked leads them astray. Wow. 
2 Corinthians 6.14 says, Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? And what communion has light with darkness? Many people think they can marry an unbeliever and then convert them to the faith. Well, no one can claim another will be saved using the word of faith. This must be their personal choice. But what can we do with the word of faith concerning others? That's a great question. Since man has complete free will, how can we pray the word of faith for their salvation, their healing, success, and well-being? We cannot claim their souls for the kingdom, but we can intercede by praying the word of God for them. Vine's Expository Dictionary of Greek and Hebrew Words defines intercession as seeking the presence and hearing of God on behalf of others. 1 Timothy 2.1 says, Therefore, I exhort first of all that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. We can actually hinder or bind demonic and negative influences in their lives and loose them from the powers of demonic control so that they would be able to hear and see the glorious gospel of Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3-4 through 4 says this, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ who is the image of God, should shine on them. An example of a way to pray would be, Satan, in the name of Jesus, I command you to take your blindfold off my friend so they can see the light of the glorious gospel. Sometimes due to our close relationship with someone, such as family, it's difficult for them to receive the ministry of the word from us. In this case, we could pray or intercede according to Luke chapter 10, verse 2. It says, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. How could we pray that way? Here's an example. Heavenly Father, my friend needs to come to the saving knowledge of your word. It seems I'm not the one to accomplish this. I pray you would send a laborer, someone they could receive from, someone to share the light of the glorious gospel with them. It is my prayer that they would have an open heart to receive your son as their Lord and Savior, and I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Another term for this is standing in the gap. Picture a wall between your relative or friend and the kingdom of darkness. Picture there's a gap or opening allowing Satan and his demons to break through that gap and influence the one you're praying for. Now picture yourself standing in that gap and interceding for them hindering Satan, that they might come to the saving knowledge of the gospel of Christ. We can't make them accept the things of God. However, we surely can take authority in the spirit realm we cannot see to pray for those we can see. Ezekiel states it this way in chapter 22, verse 30. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. This is the authority and power we have in Christ against the forces of darkness. Luke ten nineteen through 20 says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. 
Yes, that's a prayer of the word of faith, us believing in our heart and confessing with our mouth and bringing the supernatural world into the natural world. Hebrews 11.3, by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So we have our frame. It's the frame of the word of God. There's no picture that we can see inside. However, everything that exists comes from what's there. It comes from the supernatural word of God. It's through the faith of God and his spoken word that has created everything that we can see. And all the promises of God are yes and amen. But we have to see them by faith. And the frame also has a boundary. You got to stay within the word. It must be a promise from God in order for the word of faith to work. Romans 4.17 in the English Standard Version says, As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. That is the word of faith which we preach. Our time is up. See you tomorrow. Same time, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.